Yes, welcome back to the Bowling Boys podcast. I'm your host, Sam Nicola. Today, we're going to be looking back at yesterday's 2-1 defeat to Manchester City. We'll be talking about Declan Rice and his future with West Ham United. And we'll be previewing the Leeds United game. Joining me, the Knight brothers, James and Ryan, who will also be giving us their all-time favourite seven-a-side West Ham teams. I'm just wondering if Little Knight even knows who David James is. Come on, you Irons! Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Tonight, I just want to quickly pay my condolences to Glenn Roder and his family uh, after hearing about the news this evening that he passed away, age 65. Also this week, it was the 28th anniversary of West Ham's greatest ever son, Bobby Moore. Uh, we'd like to pay our condolences to, to all those involved. RIP to, to both men. Tonight, I've got two brothers on the show with me, James Knight, Ryan Knight. How are you both? All good, mate. Good to be on. Yeah, all good. Yeah, it's uh, City Sound Buzzing. It's Sunday night. James, yeah, it is Sunday night. Yeah, I've got you going on a Sunday night, to be fair. James, how's the family? Is everyone good? All good, mate. Looking forward to getting them back to school in a week or so. Bit of a relief. We're going back, yeah. All COVID sent everyone, but man, little nighty. How are you, brother? Yeah, I'm all good. Bit bit bored at home, but getting on with it, getting through it. All right, good. How's the missus? Yeah, she's all good, mate. Happy days. You ready to have a couple of hours with your brother? <laughs> yeah. Depends if he brings out his West Ham Central views again. <laughs> Since you're getting a shout out, we're not even a minute in. <laughs> Right, let's get down to business then. Manchester City last night, uh, yesterday even, 2-1 defeat. James, what's your opinion on the game? How did it go? Was you was you happy with it? Content? It's it's a funny one because if you'd offer me a 2-1 loss at the beginning, I probably would have took it. Um, we sort of get an annual thumping with Man City every year, don't we? Um, <laughs> so I, I would have probably took a 2-1 loss. But going into the game and the way we played, you're sort of disappointed to come away with at least a point, aren't you? Um, I yeah. thought we played really well. Thought substitutions may become a bit late, but at the same time, if we come away with a one-one draw, you wouldn't be wanting to make any changes. So it's just one of them things. I think it's a free hit for us, and quite pleased that we put up a fight and a good performance. Yeah, I think the way you said it, it was a free hit. There, I think everyone felt that, especially after we beat Tottenham last week. For me, I was a little bit disappointed with the lineup. Um, not necessarily the five at the back, but for nows, I feel like he's a bit more... He was brilliant yesterday, and by all means, he was our man at the match. Um, but I do feel like he's more of that defensive type attacker. I feel like we should have gone with a Ben Rama or a Bowen. But I think uh, what you say, yeah, I've got, got to agree with all of it, really. If, if you give me two one at the start, 100% would have took it, especially with a run of form near in. Little nighty. Uh, what's your opinion on the game? Yeah, I thought we played well, to be fair. Um, unlucky to come away with nothing, really. But, um, yeah, I feel like... I think it was the right decision going five at the back. But Fournau's probably had his best game for us, I reckon, yesterday. But I would have yeah. started Bowen or Ben Rama as well to give us a bit more pace going forward and a bit more of an outlet. Yeah, exactly that. I think Fournau's... Like I say, I think he's like a defensive type forward. Like his work rate and everything 
probably epitomises us as West Ham fans and what we what we want of yeah. a player. But Knighty, um, like you said, it was a bit of a free hit. So, and after what we'd done the week before to Tottenham, I felt he could have either stuck with Bowen or he could have actually brought Ben Rama back into the squad. Um, as I feel like attacking, they're actually slightly better. I've, I've picked up a few stats just to back up that argument. Four nows um, throughout his career. His goal involvement is roughly one in four, which ain't too bad to be fair, but I think it, it sort of backs up the argument he's more of a defensive forward. Lanzini even for West Ham, he's been one in three. Ben Rama and Bowen, both throughout their career, have been one in two. Um, and in the Premier League, Bowen's been one in three, so slightly better. And Ben Rama has been one in two. And and, and these are from starts, by the way. I um, didn't include the, the sub appearances and all that, so they might be a little bit outdated there. But you get the rough idea yeah. of where I'm going with that. I've, I've done it for all of them as well. That's I went with the starts for all of them. So for me, Bowen and Ben Rama would have given us a bit more attacking. But like I say, for now, at the end of the day, he was brilliant and. The way we actually played, I don't think you could really argue with it. If if we'd gone to City and done that, like you said, at the start of the game, it would have been fine. Now, a lot of people are saying about the five at the back, and I don't mind playing five at the back. Like, you've got to have different formations in the locker. But for me, yesterday, we was a lot more attacking than when we've played these, like this big six argument. Yeah. Had. When we've played these before, I feel like we've just camped in the box. Like, Take Liverpool, for example, at home. Our fault, the way we set up yesterday in terms of tactics was completely different. I don't know if you, uh, Marty, do you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, see, I think, I know it's a lot to put on one player, but I think a lot of that has to do with Lingard coming in as well. Um, yeah. I just think he brings something totally different to us. And obviously, when we was going five at the back before, we didn't have him. And the energy that he brings in the team is it's unreal. Like, I wasn't too fussed about him signing, to be honest. I wasn't against it, but I sort of didn't see any purpose in it but he's changed my mind totally I think he's coming he's been brilliant and I think a lot of our play lately has come through him and that's why we looked a lot better with five at the back than we had previously yeah little night yeah yeah I think the same I think um, Johnson had a rough game yesterday but he's been good in that system before isn't he but um, I think that down the left side we struggled a bit yesterday as well to be fair but I, I don't know I feel like it was the right decision yesterday. Yesterday, going five look back, but previously, it's not not really worked out for us against the big bits, has it? Not being great. I think City are a totally different yeah. animal, though, aren't they? Um, I think going after last week, the formation, everything worked against Spurs. Yeah. But if we was playing anyone else, you would have been disappointed to see five at the back. I think, but City in the way they're playing at the moment, I think it made sense. I think it just. But if if if, if we've got a free hit, like you said earlier. Was it not worth possibly going for the for the four two three one? I only say that as well because the first half I thought we were brilliant and it worked. It worked amazing. Like to, to go in one one, I think showed that as well. But for what I don't know, twenty five minutes of that second half, I felt like we'd gone back to that type of sit on the box. Yeah, and we and, and to be fair, City will do that to you, so yeah. they won't let you get out. You they was going to have that period, and they ended up getting the goal from it. Yeah. That's and it. I just felt, I don't know, if maybe at half-time he's thought, we're 1-1, now try and stay in the game. Because then as soon as we went 2-1 down, I felt like we came out of our show again. Yeah. That's typical West Ham, though, isn't it? That's sort of always been the thing with West Ham. Um, but, yeah, it like I say, it's it's a difficult one because 
even with the subs, I, I would have loved the subs to have come a lot earlier. Yeah. But if we had walked away with a draw, then I wouldn't have been telling him to bring Ben Rama on early. But leaving it until the last, what, eight minutes was it, I think, to get Ben Rama and Bowen on could have changed it around, but then it could have gone the other way and we could end up losing 3-4. Yeah, I think he was just worried about a thump him when he so he didn't want to make the changes too early and then they their quality opens us up a bit more by bringing Johnson that off and going with like four, um, three behind Antonio and that. Um, but I think he, he left it a bit later, didn't he? He didn't want him to get another goal and then our heads go down. It turns into a bit of a thumping when we played well before that. So I think that's why he left it a bit later yesterday, didn't he? I think the... Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough as well. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't look too much into it myself because I do think you're both spot on in what you say. I'm probably being overly arsed because you've got to look as well. If Diop had put that chance in that's it, yeah. at the end, like, I, I, I wouldn't have nothing to say at all. But it's, obviously, every time you lose, you try and pick out bits where you could have maybe gone better but we went in 1-1 at half time and even if you give me a point at the end of the, at the end of the game clearly yeah. I would have absolutely bit your hand off before before the start of the game as well it's just disappointing the sloppy goals I think as well I know that ball from De Bruyne there's nothing you can do about that but it's just the switching off at the back and then the staying for the Stones yeah. goal it's just that of all the goals to concede against City it's just disappointing the way they come. You look at how many players we had in the box, ran Stones. There was probably two City players in the box and they've managed to find Stones on the penalty spot and slot it away. It was just frustrating, wasn't it? But played well other than that. Yeah, I think their second goal was it could have been stopped. But the first goal, I see a lot of people giving uh, Randolph a bit of stick. But for me, that ball from De Bruyne, <laughs> as, as much as he's come a long way away, and I see people saying Randolph could have come for it. I think the way he drilled it in, I actually don't think he could have come for it. I mean, I'm not a goalkeeper. I don't know what they should and shouldn't do. But looking at it, if it was one of them lobbed up in the air, he's hung it up there, then you're thinking, all oh, right, he should have come yeah. for it. But the way he drilled it in, I actually don't think he had a chance. And then by the time he's reached Diaz, point blank range, and he actually nearly got an hand to it. And so I, I think the first goal was just one of them. You've got to sit back and go, Great goal, but the second one, I do agree that disappointing. And Randolph probably could have done better himself as well. But like you say, with the amount of bodies in the box, he probably should yeah. have had that time to actually have been able to even get that on target. I see you're expecting him to sort of break you apart and score, especially the way they're playing at the moment, some sort of wonder goal. But to lose to that in the end, after the way we played as well, it is disappointing. Yeah, I think Diop switched off for the yeah. first goal. It's like it was a quality ball, you can't. Does anyone really expect it to be that pinpoint perfect on Diaz's head? But the op looked like he was in a bit of no man's land when when the ball came in. But Ryan Knight, come come on, he's got the wrong side of the op and and the op's just on a standstill. The first goal, the first goal, I genuinely think you've just got to look at it and think it's it's just a great goal, like the ball is absolutely spot on. I think Randolph is absolutely cool. Nowhere because I don't think there's nothing yeah. he could have done, and and then we it's, it's literally just I just think it's a brilliant goal that you can't really do much about. But the thing is, it's a credit to the do. team though that we've got to pick apart a goal like that to find something to be disappointed yeah. with, and that's how well they it played yesterday. Well. And one thing I noticed as well from the off, the pressing, I thought we pressed so much higher up the pitch yesterday. It actually meant that the first half we had a lot more chances. I think City only had the one and they happened to score from it. But we had a few 
era and now. And I think it all come from pressing higher up the pitch. Yeah, the I think that comes from Lingard as well. He's always one leading the press a lot of the time in A and he encourages Yeah. He's brilliant at that. Yeah. He's really good. But even even down to you looking at the last ten minutes or so, I think there was a bit when we had the counter attack, lost it. Uh, goes back to Edison. You've still got four nails like busting a gut to get to him. And it is, it's just a total different team to what you used to seeing from West Ham, really. I think work rate running and it, it's a, it makes a change and it's nice. And what, what for me as well, a lot of people were saying City weren't at their best yesterday, but for probably all of that first half, I actually think it's because the team didn't let them yeah. play at their best because they have been really good lately. But the way we pressed them and harried them the whole of that first half, I thought was brilliant. And I've never seen them give the ball away as much as they did yesterday either. Yeah, so, a lot of mistakes, yeah, think, weren't there? Yeah, like they put the string two parties together at some point. And I was thinking that was all coming from the way Moyes had set them up and to, to go at them and didn't give them no time on the ball. I know yeah. we wasn't particularly brilliant on the ball ourselves, but I, I've never seen City, not for a while anyway, give the ball away so much. And I think that all came down to the team pressing um, so high up the pitch. And, and as actually as a team, I just want to point out Crifau as well, playing um, at right back. I think the pressing showed because he created that second goal. Um, I'll yeah. Say, I'll equalise it. seems in the byline, wasn't he? Yeah, see, this, this is the point I'm, I'm trying to make as well against these teams. I don't think that's happened before. I, I think they've been told, start the halfway line, don't do much else. But yesterday, you could see him and Ben Johnson when, that, when they had an opportunity. They were actually allowed to get forward and help the boys up front. And like we say, we've got the equaliser from it. And I just think the way he set up yesterday, tactically, made, made a big, big difference. And I think we we, uh, we saw that in, in the first half. Yeah. And I think, obviously, a lot of that comes down to having such a good partnership in Rice and Suchek that Moyes trusts them. And you know that you've yeah. got the three at the back, you send Kufau and Johnson forward, and you've got one of them sitting and it's going to pick up most things. Yeah, I think you're spot on. Uh, no, I just want to go on Antonio as well. Now, I know you've got to <laughs> me on Antonio, but his goal, classic Antonio yesterday. Was it the um, the ball fell out to him about 10 yards out? Oh, my God. Completely miskicked it yeah. or, and whatnot. But then, and I, I've, criticized, I've criticised him on Twitter, giving him what for. And then five minutes later... He's in the right place at the right time. I can't make for me. He's just yeah. not a striker, no. but he seems to have that striker's instinct. Is in he's in the right place at the right time. That's it. And I love the bloke. Right, it's not that I don't like him. I think he's he's a, like a proper West Ham player. Uh, yeah. He's obviously a great personality around the place, and yeah. on his day, he's an handful, but. He's just not a footballer, is he? It's just, it's just, it's unbelievable. So I think there was a bit in the second half when he had the ball down, down the wing and he tried to do like a turn and somehow he's come out with a ball, but he doesn't like know what he's doing. He like, spin off the ball, ball, didn't he? <laughs> That's it. He's like the Lee with of the manor. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. That's just harsh. <laughs> He's, he's, he's like a better version of Colton Carter. He, he, he genuinely is. He is, yeah. He's just so clumsy, but it works somewhere. And like, obviously, we, I can't sit here and criticise him too much. Obviously, I'm not a professional footballer. But for me, I just I don't understand him half the time. But I love him and I'm glad when he's playing. I'm glad when he's fit. <laughs> but it is just, I think you've got to look at, we've said it so many times, the transfer system, that at 80 minutes, he's blowing. 
and he needs yeah. a break and we've got no one else to yeah. bring him on for. And that, that could yeah, be I've the difference there. And you know it's only bloody a matter of time before he's injured again and we're back at square one. Yeah, I think as much as... Uh... Not slating him, but sort of just saying about his ability on the ball. I think he's a lot better yeah. off the ball, um, and I, I think he, he actually does a lot for the team because when he it's like the, the press that we're going on about it, all, it all does start with him. And yeah, without him, and not to have anyone similar to that, I think you see, even when Ben Rama and Bowen come on, you sort of then thinking, where's your focal yeah. point as well? Yeah, we're sort we're sort of drilled to play that way now, aren't we? And I think he tried it with yeah. Haller, didn't work. Um, obviously, Antonio, it works, but we've got no one of that build at all now. If he's off, if he's injured, we've got no one that can come in and do what he does. Ryan, what's your opinion he's on just Antonio? A, half the time, he probably doesn't know himself what he's doing. So, how is the how do the defenders know what he's going to do? <laughs> it, it, that 360 spin exactly, yesterday, yeah. Carl Walker was just as confused as Antonio was, it was just mental. But um, yeah, he's he's just. I think he's improved a lot in holding he's holding the ball up, and he's the focal point. He brings other players in. But, um, yeah, that's what he, that's what he is brilliant at. And he, he yeah, he's just that, like I've seen it on Twitter before. He's just the best worst player I've ever seen. <laughs> he's just, and he's he's probably going to end up our all-time Premier League yeah. top goal scorer. It says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I, I still can't make it out, but he's a good, good player, and I think he's well needed yeah, in the team. That's it. And but again, you're looking at his age now as well, and his injury records, and it is a bit of a worry because he is so focal to how we play, and to base your whole play system on a player like that, it's it's hard to find someone that's going to be like that anyway. Um, but it is a bit of a worry going forward, I think. Yes. Enough about yesterday's game. Declan Rice has been in the news this week. 100 million British pounds is the asking price, I'm led to believe. According to Jim White, the old uh, bald mouthpiece, Little Nighty, what do you think about baller. Declan Rice? Absolute baller. <laughs> Straight baller. He's just, he's just pivotal to us, isn't he? I think people say, like on... um. BT yesterday, someone said that Antonio's our most important player, but uh, I think that Rice, if Rice isn't in our team, we don't stay up last year. If um, he's not leading us, he's not captain this year. Like you've seen, I've, I love Noble, but I think if Rice isn't captain and Noble starting ahead of him as captain, we're nowhere near the position we're in at the moment. I think the boys get on with him, the, the team get on with him, they love him. So I just think it's not only how good he is, I think he's proven that he's just a good teammate to be around and everyone respects him despite how young he is. And that's um, the main reason he's done so well as captain this year. Yeah, Joe, to what you said there is probably bang on as well. It's like you say, to be, to be his age and to actually, you can see he's yeah. got respect of the whole squad. And to have that at such a young age, I think backs up exactly what you're saying. Uh, James, what, what do you think about Declan? Yeah, I love him. I think going on that respect thing as well, I think the a big uh, point of that is the penalty yeah. the other day when obviously Lingard tries to take it and he, yeah. he had the balls to go up to him and say, no, it's my penalty. Obviously, I'm on it. I know they've had a laugh and joke about it afterwards, but 
that just shows he's, he's got it in him there. He takes control of the team well. Um, he's just unreal, isn't he? I think if we're that's the only way you can put it. I think he gets into every other Premier League team. Um, I hope he doesn't, obviously. I hope he stays with us, but he gets into any team in the country at the moment. I think he gets into any team yeah. in the world. He, he is, you know, he's, he's unbelievable. And I don't see, I, don't, I mean, talk about world football and, and other players. Fabinho, I, I think probably Fabinho, with the experience he's got, I'd probably put him ahead of Declan Rice. I really, yeah. really like Joshua Kimmich. I think he's similar yeah. to Rice, as in he's got a lot to his game. He can go forward and back. And I think that's what makes Rice so good. And also, yeah. I think that's what other fans don't notice. He, like, it's the big, oh, he's always passing sideways. He's always passing backwards. Unless you watch him exactly. week in, week out, Declan Rice is so much more. Yeah, exactly. I had, um, had an argument with a few of my mates the other day. They were doing. um their best team outside the top six and they chose Calvin Phillips over Declan Rice and I just wasn't having it, mate. I just weren't having it. Oh, my God. It's just God. ridiculous. I think he's so, <laughs> he's so underappreciated by anyone other than West Ham fans. It's ridiculous. It's the same as when he when he oh, plays man. for England as well, I think. it's He does all the little things that lets everybody else go forward and people don't realise that. They watch him play, they think he's not doing much, but he gives everyone else yeah. that freedom to go forward. Obviously, he has a totally different role for England as he does for us. Yeah. But he he just lets everybody do their thing. Here, sit back here, take care of it. And obviously, there's always a big spotlight on him because I think other team fans want him to foul and they want to see him make a mistake. Um, yes. But it don't happen often, does it? It it genuinely, it genuinely does not. This guy, for me, right now. Everything I say about West Ham is normally from when I started uh, watching the game properly myself and been going as a season ticket holder, etc. That you didn't know that about my seven side yeah. team night. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Hayden Mullin and Wickham Shatter. But I've genuinely not seen a player play for West Ham who I think can go and play in any right. any squad, any team in the world. And I think he's the one player who can do that. And he's the one player whose career, if he stayed at West Ham, I'd love him to, but I would be yeah. amazed if he, if he stayed with us. Um, and if he doesn't stay with us, I, I genuinely think he will go on to win everything. I think he's so, so good. If he doesn't win everything, I think it'll be a real shame. It'll be something similar to, I don't want to say it, but Harry Kane. Yeah. He, he's so good in that position. Such a good player that, I just, I, honestly, what you're saying about other fans annoys me. I've got two Man U mates at work. A year ago, I was telling them how good Rice is and that he'd be perfect for Man U. At the time, obviously, we were going through a bad passion. Yeah. There was a lot of talk about him. And I was saying he'd be perfect for Man U. And they're yeah. just looking at me like, what? Are you mad? Like, Why are we going to pay this money for, for him? Why are we going to do it? And he is. Honestly, I can't talk about him enough and just everything what you said about yeah. him making mistakes he, he doesn't do it that's it he genuinely doesn't make mistakes I think when you see him make a bad pass you think oh that ain't like him he sets such a standard for himself that if yeah. he does one bad thing you go like oh he's having a bad game it's, it's not even the passes now I think there was a bit yesterday when he was dribbling with a ball uh, just outside the box lost it but 
he's straight back in there and he's nipping it back off him straight away. Anytime he does make a mistake, he's in there correcting it. And yeah, he, he's just, but like you say, I don't, I think it's hard to think of a player that we've had at West Ham that has been better or has the potential to be better than what he is. Even through Rio, Joe Cole, Carrick, all those, those were, I couldn't, I can't really remember them too much and too well, but he's, he's up there. He's well up there in that calibre. And if not, could well go on to yeah. do better things than all of those players have done. That's, and I think that speaks volumes for how highly he's rated and, and what yeah. he has the potential to do in his career. And the thing is, I wouldn't want him to go, obviously. I want him to stay at West Ham, but he's the one player I wouldn't begrudge going because he, he deserves, especially last year when you're looking at how bad we were playing, uh, you look at him and think he deserves to be going to plan for one of the top teams. Obviously, if we carry on the way we are, then it's all, all well and good, but he deserves to be at the very top, I think. Well, I'd like to move into to where you're going with that because I think this is a moment <laughs> GSBA, by the way, but I think, listen, that's getting thrown in as well, but I do believe, like, things change in football. Um, they've done a lot wrong. Uh, they've had a couple of chances to really push us on and, and show us why we moved to to the to new stadium, etc. To, to be where we are now. But I've, I feel like that's in spite of them right now, not because of them. Yeah, definitely. Now, if we want to be consistent, I feel like they've finally... They've got, David Moyes has finally given them another opportunity to do what they said they was going to do in the summer, back in, back Declan Rice, build the team around him. And I think if we can see that happening, that group of players, like we said earlier, they're getting on so well, they're so together... I think he will stay. And I think right now he's, yeah. what is he on, 50 grand a week? Yeah, about that, isn't it? Give him, do you know like what I do in the NFL, things like that, give him a 10-year contract, put him 150 grand a week, that can go up and as and win, and just say to him, you are going to be our player and we will build this team around you. But yeah, I think, do we actually yeah, I think it's ridiculous that? that they haven't already done it. I think that just shows that the ball's back. He's, he's a captain. He's our most important player in the team, and he's sitting on the same wage as probably someone who's on the sub uh, sub bench every week. It's ridiculous. You got flipping Yarmolenko on one hundred and eighty grand, and Rice must be looking at it, thinking, "I'm on fifty grand a week, and I'm arguably the most important player in the team." So that must be a little reason why he might. I'm not saying he does, but he might look at the big money moves and think, "How much can I be earning there?" Exactly that. He's so grounded. I don't think it bothers him too much, but it will start running through his head at some point because we made the mistake with Reece Oxford and fair enough, they learnt from it and they played a bit of a, a, a waiting game with Rice and they risked losing him, I thought, a little bit. Um, but now, what's, where's he been in the team three, four, five years? He's more than proven his worth to this club and he is everything to us right now. So, I think it's time for them to put their money where their mouth is, really tie him down, show him by getting in players like Lingard that they finally mean business. And then if they'd done that, me, for one, I would certainly start turning in their favour. Because one thing that I will give them credit for is going back and rehiring Moyes. At the time, hated it. Still not... The more points we get, clearly, I think we will improve this season. And oh, we know his contract in the summer. But when we hired him for the second time, I was well against it. Um, and I 
like I say, I, I think by the time the end of the season comes around, you will renew his contract. But that's one thing I'll give him credit for, because someone somewhere up there would have swallowed fire to bring him back. But now they've got to go on into the summer and they've really got to back Moyes. Not only that, they've got to show Declan Rice that they've got an ambition to reach Europe and, and let him and, and show him that he can actually... Yeah, I, I would say though that at West Ham. rehiring Moyes isn't really a credit to them. I think they, they didn't have any idea that Moyes would do as well as he did. They just see it as a safe option who would probably not get us relegated. And now I think some people are giving them plaudits for rehiring him, but I think they had no idea that he was going to do as well as he is. So, and I know it's sad. Like I say, with that, I think someone somewhere though would have swallowed a lot of fire to do. Yeah, this, so I don't think they took that decision lightly. I think, but I think as well, you probably. It sounds silly, but it's what? it's possibly in spite of the fans, you know, because even when they rehired him, it was <laughs> we gave you what you wanted in Pellegrini, and it didn't work out. Yeah. That was your fault. Now we're doing what we wanted to do all along. So I think it's obviously... I, I was against Moyes coming back in as well. And I don't think... I think the old That's one. it. I, I, I think, think he, he's been brilliant. And I don't think he yeah. needed much convincing, to be fair, either. Because he was like he was bottom of the pile. He was out on his own. That's it. And I think he would have jumped at the chance to rejoin us no matter what they offered him. So I think yeah. it was a lot of it was, you wanted Pellegrini, look what you've look what's happened now. That's because of the fans, that is. We tried to give you the football you wanted. We're going to do what we want and bring in Moyes. Yeah, fair enough. Well, can they change your opinion, though, by, by backing Moyes and supporting Rice in the summer? It, it all did. The thing that annoys me as well is you're talking about the 100 million price tag. Like, why is that even out there? Obviously, as you say, it's come from Jim White, um, who obviously uses his sources at the club, apparently. Um, but we all know resources. Um, but why is that out there? You don't get that for other clubs. You don't get Leicester saying, oh, well, we've put 100 million price tag on James Madison. Why are yeah, we putting yeah. that out there? You know, every player's got his price at the end of the day. And, and you know that football is a money sport. Declan Rice will go if the money is right to the club. But why is that information out there that we're willing to sell yeah, 100 million in the first place? I agree. He's priceless to our, cu- to our club. You shouldn't really be putting a price tag on him, really, should you? And letting the whole world know about it. That's it. It's just putting him in a shop window to say, look, yeah, we, we don't want to sell him, but if you do, he's for 100 million. Yeah, I think he's invaluable as well to the team. I mean, it reminds me, if it was to happen, it would remind me of the Gareth Bale yeah. um, going yeah. to Real Madrid. So, yeah, got, got 100 mil for him. Um, now, now let's go and spend it on a lot of players. But That's it. That's who's actually going to replace Declan White? I mean, I don't think you can get two or three players and put them in his position and, and they'd all replace him. So yeah, that's what I see on Twitter. Put, people saying... Yeah. yeah, to put a price tag on him is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, people saying, take the 100 million and let Moyes yeah, buy ridiculous. four 25 million players. But it don't it don't work like that. It's not... Yeah, football don't work like that. You're spot on. And like you say, if you, you're losing one player for 100 million, whatever it is, but he brings so much more to that team than one player will. You can go and sign another hundred million. Yeah, they probably put that price tag out there as well to try and make certain fans happy and say, "Well, he's not going then because they've put a hundred million on him." But you know full well that if that offer did come in, it should they're they're snapping snapping that up all day long, no matter who it is. Yeah, and then the problem with this ball as well would Moyes get the fun back? Where's the Ghana money gone? That's it, and the. 
Listen, let's not get into a GFBF <laughs> special here. We can save that for another day. But I want to talk. Uh, I want to talk more about Declan Rice and the way he's actually being treated. Uh, I've done a little bit of homework. So some of the top defensive midfielders uh, in world football right now. I don't know if you'd agree or not, but Ndidi, um, eighty grand a week. Casemiro, ninety grand a week. Fabinho, Adrissa Gay, hundred grand a week. Kante, Henderson, Kimmich, 140 grand a week. Busquets, 260 grand a week. And Frankie De Jong, 360 grand a week. Now, the Barcelona situation, we know they're in incredible trouble. So, I, I, I don't really take much notice of them. But the other top midfielders around world football, uh, you're probably averaging there, I don't know, 120 grand a week. So, surely, at West Ham, and for what Declan means to us, we can offer him something in that region or even higher or probably higher yeah. to keep him at this football club. Definitely. And when you look at the amount, it's not as if we can't afford it. I know they, they say, oh, we've got no money. But you look at some of the players we've paid over the years, Jack Wilshire, Yarmolenko, Anderson, Haller, all of these were on that sort of money. And you can't play a homegrown player who's come through doing what he is for the club. You know, what is it? He played 70 games in a row now, I think, in the Premier League. As well, it's, it's, like honestly, amazing. He plays every minute of every game. That's it. Like, you, you can't buy it. This is this is the problem. You can't buy this. We need to yeah. do everything in our power to keep that man. But I, I don't trust that. Obviously, there's a lot of bad blood with the board anyway. But I don't trust them to give him what he's worth or to build a team around him. Obviously, I'm, it might change with Moyes in, and he might be able to find cheaper players that is more fanciable for the board. But I can't see us moving on from I know it's sad but I can't see it's moving on from where we are this season uh, uh, that, that, for you to even think like that in the in the position we're in I just think it says so much about the ball and it's actually quite sad that like it doesn't it excites me the position we're in but it doesn't excite me coming into the season to think what we could possibly go on to achieve next season because again I think just what you're saying is right I just don't for me, the bald haven't got it in them to go, yes, yeah. now let's push on from the, uh, this position. Yeah, I agree. I agree totally. Why? I mean, on the Rice situation, it took him long enough to offer him the contract he's on now when he was doing it. It's going to take him even longer to give him an extra 100 grand a week, whatever he deserves. So you just never know with them, dear. It's just they're, they're a cancer to the club, really, aren't they? <laughs> Do you know what? You, you probably you are you are spot on in what you're saying. I, I think it shows that no one really has got any relative faith in them. Um, and Declan Rice means so much to the club. I think he means so much to the fans. He's now fully an adopted West Ham boy. I think he wants to stay. Um, I think it's time the board finally gave us something back. Back David Moyes. David Moyes done everything now. He deserves it. He, I think he's changed a lot of opinion, David Boys. I went through his transfers last week. His transfers are pretty much second to nine throughout his whole career. He deserves back in. And Declan Rice deserves to be playing in a team that can provide a, a platform to play to his ability. And if we can't do that, we will lose him. Because he's got everything. He tackles, he passes. We all know he's got a shot on him. X has been going on uh, about his free kick taking abilities. In training, and now he's starting to take up a role within set pieces as well. 
he's literally at such a young age, he's got everything. And what you boys both said at the start of this conversation about the respect he's got at this age, you, you really can't buy that. And if we lose him for whatever reason, other than uh, his football yeah. uh, footballing ability, it'll be really sad. Yeah, I mean, I he, he deserves to be playing Champions League football, doesn't he? And I mean, we're up there this season and I think we will be more stable under Moyes if he, if and when he does get that um, new contract. But I can't see us pushing for the Champions League that Rice deserves. Do you think he'll be happy with 7th in Europa League or 8th every season at West Ham? Or... I think right now, if we got Europa, he'd stay another season. I think if we can see progress, I think he will stay because I think he loves it here. But the ball, they either need to back Moyes or, or they've got to set up and let someone come in who will actually push us on. And that's the only way we will keep players like Bevan Rice and attract yeah. that type of player uh, to the club. I think that's the way he was talking as well in the interview. I think you've had Moyes has always been very coy on, you know, we just want to finish as well as we can. We're taking it game by game. But I think uh, uh, Rice the other day was saying we want Champions League. You know, we're in this position now. We want to be playing in the Champions League. And I think that's what he deserves. And that's that's what he wants. And he obviously thinks he can get it with this bunch of lads that he's got around him. And I think he will be disappointed. Yeah, I think a lot of the players think that as well. You yeah. see... um. Kufal's reaction cool, after the game yesterday is literally hands on his head on the floor, isn't it? I think he is showing how much the players want it and Moyes is, is trying not to make a promise to the fans that we've been given before, but I think they all they all really want Champions League football and believe they can do it. Back for the fun part. First Let's talk about Leeds. In eight days' time, we've got a good rest between now and then. Probably one of the biggest in the league. Because I think uh, I think Moose tweeted earlier uh, a big fixture list of all the teams around us. Some of them are playing three times before we actually next kick a ball. I mean, that would have included today. But still, a lot of football going on between us and that game. So, we're going to have a good rest. Hopefully, it'll give players, especially like Antonio, uh, time to... Just recover. Declan Rice, all the boys, I think they need time to recover. There's a lot of football going on. And I think it's working actually quite into our favour. But, uh, James, what do you think about what do you think about Leeds? How, how do you think they're doing this season? How do you think they're playing? How do you think we can beat them? Same as we did last time, I think. Um, I, like I said, I don't mind them. I think they're, they're doing all right this season. I don't really see the big media loving with them. Um, they've had a a decent season for a team coming up. I think you'd rather be a fan of them than a fan of like the West Brom at the moment, weren't you, the way they play? Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I just... But they score a lot. They concede a lot. They're not brilliant. Um, but they're going to hang it out this year, aren't they? But they're not the most difficult team we're going to face. And I think if we come out the way we did last time against them, where I think we only won 2-1, didn't we? But you're looking at we could have had three or four against them. Uh, same again, hopefully. I think the way they play yeah. suits us nicely. Yes. Yeah, I think you spot on. I think um, exactly what you're saying. They've got they've got no B. They're a plan A, and if it don't work, they'll lose five four. Um, they've only got one way of playing. So, if you can set up correctly against them, uh, I th- yeah, I think you spot on the, the and the way we play, especially now, and this albeit, surprise, surprise, could be one of the games we possibly use the five at the back. 
uh, and playing the counter. Um, yeah. Because they've they've got no they've got no limit. It's literally attack, 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 and, and I, I think if you can buy, bypass their higher press, and I think for the first time ever, you wouldn't normally yeah. say that West Ham team, but we are difficult to break down, and that they they will struggle yeah. against us like that, hopefully. And yeah, like yeah, you say, they've been the relying on outscoring we'll teams, haven't they? And the way we're looking at the moment, we look too solid for them to be able to put three or four past us. So I think. Well, I think it was uh, their game yesterday against Leeds. Uh, not against Leeds, against Aston Villa. I think it was some sort of... It was similar to how the game's going to go against us. Villa obviously got the early goal. And then for them, it was just sit back, contain, plan the counter-attack. And if anything, I thought Villa were going to get another goal. Because what you're saying about breaking us down, I think they had one or two chances yesterday. Yeah. But other than that, Villa was, stood strong. Villa... They look really good um, defensively, and I thought if anyone was going to score a second, it's probably going to be Villa on the counter attack. So I think Moyes will be doing something similar to what he has been doing all season, and I think this game, I'd be I'd be going into it confident. And out of all the games coming up, I'm definitely expecting a winner, yeah. especially playing at home. I think we need a winner, don't we? With the other games we've got coming up, I think it's important we do come yeah. away with three points. Uh, obviously, typical West Ham fashion, you know what will happen there. But um, yeah, I think we need we need if we want to finish the season yeah. the way we have been, we need three points here. We've changed ninety. You've got to remember we've changed. T- I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to believe we've changed. Oh, I've seen a lot in my thirty years, so I'm not holding out too much hope. <laughs> no, I, I, I think uh, me and Kelly are probably both are both on a, a go, go go with you on that one, but. I've seen a lot of things happen, especially over the last few weeks, that I am starting to think we are changing. Yeah. Maybe not changing completely. Little Nighty, what do you think? You never know, do you? I thought we might have been changing um, in the last season at Upton Park and then it all went downhill from there, didn't it? So, you never know. But I think the yeah. way that Moyes has set us up, we're more solid now. We look like a more stable team. You can see us being, um, being more of a We've never known whether we could beat the smaller teams. We've always sort of let them pass us by, whereas we look like we're we're always the favourites now at the moment. So, hopefully. Well, I think what the boys have gone about before in the podcast is that our record against the teams around us this season yeah. is pretty... I think it's only Newcastle we've actually lost yeah. to. Um, so, Moyes' record against... The teams in and around us is is actually pretty uh, pretty clear right now how well he's doing in in that department. My, my only problem, as ever, it has been against the other teams we're fighting. But yeah. I think we've got no reason not to go into this game full of confidence. Uh, like I said, we've got a big break. Leeds that do only have one way of playing, uh, and it, and if you can if you can beat that high press and their crazy energetic <laughs> run, um, I don't know if you see John Joe Shelby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the podcast, was, was he talking? Was it Rodrigo yeah. or Rafinha was talking about? And he just said, "The boss, all he wants them to do is run, run, run." So he's like, I'd... just running around like endless chickens. If you can beat that, I yeah, yeah. There's no reason why we. Should I know you mentioned five at the back, maybe, but I reckon Moyes will um, go with a four. Just, I think Johnson didn't have his best game the other day, so um, I think he'll be reluctant to to start him, maybe. 
and he'll go with four at the back like we played against him last time. But a five wouldn't be bad either, I reckon. Yeah, not yeah to be fair, I think, like you say, you can question the lineups when they come out, but because of what Moyes has done, you're a lot more tolerant of them. And whatever he puts out next week, four at the back, five at the back, I'm not going to be too fast. Um, let, let, him, let him do his thing. I think the last game we played against Leeds was a big turning point for us this season. I think that was one of the games where you realise we had a bit of resi- resilience about us. I think they went one up, didn't they? And then yeah. we, we got back into it, which you sort of, when they score that goal, you think, oh, here we go. But that, that was a yeah. big turning point for me this year, I think. And... I think wherever he goes out and plays, I'm I'm gonna back him. Uh, four at the back, five at the back. I'd rather four, obviously, and go a bit more attacking. Maybe yeah. bring Ben Rama back in the team, but <laughs> I, I let it happen and moan about it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough, boys. What do you think? Um, I'm gonna go with a two 0 West Ham. Nice, James. I'm going to go three-one West Ham. Three-one, both teams to score. Yeah, Ryan, I think I'm with you on this one, brother. We're going to be hard to break down, um, and I think we it should be more than comfortable. So I'm going to go two-nil as well. Three, three dubs for the Hammers, so that's going to be three points each, three points back in Champions League places. Happy days. Right now, things are going to get interesting. Yeah, twenty. Ryan Knight, how old are you? Twenty. James, hey. big, big difference. Now, James, I want your all-time favourite seven-a-side West Ham team. Let's well, go. Okay, favourite players, yeah. Not obviously the best, even though my team is the best. <laughs> yes, favourite players, e.g. Hayden Mullins, OK? Let's get it out there. Hayden Mullins, my hero, OK? Just, right, it's done. Hayden Mullins, I love you. Right, James. Well, I'm going to go, obviously, I love Fabianski. I think he's been brilliant, but uh, just growing up, I loved Green and that the team that we had around him at that time. I think he was a very underrated player for us. Brilliant goalie. So I'd go Green in goal, um, especially that season. Obviously, we stayed up. I think some of the games yeah. he had then, he was unreal. Um, so I'll go Green for that one. Be a bit cheeky and I'm going to go Rice at the back. Um, obviously, Standard. not not a out-and-out defender, but he can do the job there for me. I don't need to talk about him anymore. Seven a side pitch, he's got a lot. That's it. And I'm going to go quite defensive in front of him and I'm going to have Parker and Noble. Um, I think as a West Ham fan, okay. you've got to have Noble, haven't you? I think he's yeah. given his whole life to us and no matter how he's playing at the moment, he ain't bad at the moment. I think he gets a lot of stick for no reason. But I, 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 Sorry, I just want to interrupt you there, but I completely agree with what you're saying. Yeah. He gets... Unwanted stick. He knows what his job is in that team there. And yet people still can't stand him coming off the bench. It, honestly, but what you've said is bang on about it as well. He's given up he's, he's given up his life to that club. And the way he still gets stick, honestly, baffles me. I think you absolutely bang on sorry. That's it. And, and I think you look at him and you'd rather him come off the bench in some games and just shore us up. You know, when we are winning, the way Moyes has got to play in, we don't mind him. In the ten, though, isn't it? Um, it's obviously not he, him, he it's Moyes that. putting him on in the 10 position. Like when he started the Chelsea game and he was playing number 10 and we had Lanzini and Fornals or whatever sitting on the bench. Yeah. It just it doesn't Yeah, I think that's when he's starting though, ain't yeah. he? But I think what James is saying there, yeah. mainly he's wrong there, is to come off when we're winning uh, and just to come on and yeah, just shore up the middle of that midfield. And um, 
Yeah, make sure we shout the game. Yeah, sorry, James. Go on, That's it. And then obviously I've got Scotty Parker next to him. Loved him as a player. Legend. I think he, he was brilliant. And again, he's another one that gets a bit of stick because obviously he went to Spurs. But he's another one. I couldn't begrudge him leaving us when he did. He gave, what, three or four years to us where he was out of this world. Incredible, yeah. Didn't he get in? Yeah, he, he won the uh, PFA then... Writers Player or something, didn't he? Uh, for, yeah, I mean, he got that's it, done. yeah, and I think that just sums him up. He he, he was fantastic. He wasn't. I loved him. I love I love him now as a manager. I want Fulham to stay up because I love I love yeah. Scott Parker. That's Pam Central. Um, then in front of him, I'm gonna go. <laughs> in front of them, I'm gonna go Payet and De Canio. Um, obviously, I was very young when De Canio was about, but I just remember I had some great games at Upton Park where I was only, what, 10 years old, I think, when we played against Bradford and won 5-4, the old penalty situations. Oh, and I just got good memories of him. Obviously, you watch him back there and he was another brilliant player. Uh, Pyatt, we don't need to discuss. Obviously, he was one of the best in the world for that first year we had him. Um, and then up top, probably the best player I've ever seen play for West Ham. I'm going to chuck Hayden Mullins in there. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go uh, Oh Carlos up top I think on his own uh, again only Carlos, had, yeah. had 12 or something games for us didn't he where again he was one of the best players in the world at the time and sort of always had a love for him when he left I think he, he loved the club didn't he and I'm still expecting him to return to us at some point because he's linked with us every summer isn't he no four hours <laughs> so I'm holding out for the summer for him to come back yeah I've, I've... <laughs> Oh, four nails. Give him a couple of years, he'll be there. He'll be my captain. Nighties, <laughs> little nighties, more likely to be in your team. With Tevez on that one, I, I think, uh, yeah, even though he didn't play so many games for us, I think towards the back end of that season, he showed exactly why he was one of the most talented strikers in the world at that time. Right, that's 30 years of experience under your belt. Uh, run us through your team again, Nighties. So, I've got Green in goal, Rice in the defence, Parker Noble, Payet, De Canio, and then Tevez. That is, that is right. I, I yeah, can I a, can I just I say that's a little bit well. cheaty yeah, because he's player. not got an out and out defender in there. He's just Rice could do a job. <laughs> Listen, if, if he wants to play that way, it's, it's up to I, him. I, I'm, I'm leads in it. <laughs> I'm, the side pitch, I'm not to see him take on your team. <laughs> I'm doing the leads all day. We'll outscore you. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you just dug them out, and now, and now you're actually acting like uh, Bielsa. Right, so um, nice. I was between some, uh, Fab and Green in goal, but my memories of Green are a bit hazy. So I've gone with Fab, quality quality keeper. Still love him. Still does a job for us, doesn't he? Okay. Um, two at the back. I've no, gone with good. Winnie Reed and yeah. Declan Rice. I think Reed for six or seven years was. <laughs> Quality, yeah. best defender we've had for the last decade. Or Og Bonner's quality as well, but I think over a course of time, Reed has been more consistent, and he's he's still at the club, isn't he? Really, he's, he's dedicated his his life to the club for the last ten years. Really, he's a, a good servant. So I've gone with him and Rice, just Declan Rice, and age absolute baller. Yeah, um, in midfield, I've gone with Demi Payet. Best player I've seen play for West Ham. Um, not yeah. much to say about him, really. He speaks for himself as well. <laughs> and then uh, it was a look, I love Nobes, but I've gone with the best players I've seen play. So I've gone with Parker over Nobes, might be a bit controversial. 
but I just think Scott Parker on his day is just Ooh. was just a level above in our team quality. And then up front, I've gone with Carlos yeah. Tevez. Cool. I remember a fair bit about the the Great Escape season, so he's got to be in there. And then I've gone with Arnautovic up front as well with him. <laughs> Ooh. <sighs> it was in mind to me. Yeah, exactly. So much. Weeks and weeks got a banger against Millwall as well. So, I mean, I've got Winnie Reid in there and Declan Rice. Got cheek back. <laughs> got Scott yeah, Parker, yeah, uh, Demi Payet, and Tevez and Arnautovic. It's more balancing than old nineties, isn't it? <laughs> well, at least he's gone. So oh, yeah, Fabianski in goal, um, Reed and Rice at the back with Parker and Payet in the middle, and then Tevez and Arnautovic up front. I'll tell you what, <laughs> either of them, neither of them are, are bad. To be fair, they're, they're really good shouts. So I appreciate that. Um, right, just a quick one there. I just want to give a shout out to Ham Images on Twitter. I'm going to send out this picture for everyone to have a little uh, discussing point over. Um, it's just uh, what pills would you take about talking about West Ham winning cups, selling selling the club gold and Sullivan and all that. So I'm going to send that out. Shout out to Ham Images for that. I also want to quickly shout out Charlie Driscoll. He's made his own podcast called The Square Circle. If anyone likes boxing, uh, get on that. It's a really good listen. I've listened to all three episodes so far. So make sure you give that a listen as well. You'll find it on all the all the platforms for your podcast. Um, and just want to say a massive thank you today for the Knight Brothers joining me. Older brother, James. Younger brother, Ryan. Better footballer, Ryan. Injury prone, James. <laughs> I've loved having you on. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, cheers, man. See you again someday. Take it easy. Been a been a pleasure, mate. Enjoyed it. Thanks to everyone for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. You can follow us on Twitter at the underscore bowling boys. And if you have any questions or want to be a guest on future shows, don't hesitate to DM us. We've been the bowling boys. You've been great. See you next time.